welcome, 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 podcast listeners. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. That's me. Hello. Uh, you are here with Mr. Illness, Mr. Coffity Cough Cough, which I will hopefully edit out if it happens. It is Mr. Matt Quine. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Wee. Um, this is episode number uh, 132 of the Fret Talk podcast. And yeah, we are here. Um, so what's been going on have we have we done anything is this uh so what is the like? last cast the last cast we recorded was the night before my first gig with the second band it was so yeah. i've i've now done that and i've also done a second gig with the second band you don't hang about do you absolutely not no um both went really well um the first one was a charity do, so there was like a quiz beforehand, and then we were on, um, and yeah, like it went pretty well. We only did about an hour and twenty minutes, um, which was kind of a nice way to kind of break yourself into into doing your first gig. Um, yeah, we we did a lot of sort of we basically cut anything in the set that wasn't a get you up and dancing number. So there was quite a lot of rock and roll. There was quite a lot of like um, sort of upbeat numbers and a couple of yeah. sort of like modern indie stuff um, and yeah we did an hour and 20 minutes and went really well um, people afterwards were was like fairly positive about us there was a couple of things that we noticed like because we're not very good at getting all the way through a song like we play a song all the way through yeah. and then we'll go right we need to work on this bit and this bit and it just yeah. meant that every like every fourth or fifth song when we get to the end of it we were just kind of like, where do we finish? Oh shit, we haven't done the end of this since we first played it like five months ago. Oh shit. That's so it. That's, that was one thing that we definitely like, we, when we were doing the sound check for the next gig, we were like, let's work on the end of the songs. Yeah. There was a an ACDC tribute that I always used to say, and I think they, they, they pulled their cues from, uh, from, from ACDC themselves. Um, but essentially, the end of every song was the same. It was like, like holding the holding the like the four chord. Angus then jumps onto the drum riser, jumps up five chord, like uh, him bobbing around, doing whatever, and then big for the for the one chord, um, which I thought was it, it makes things incredibly simple. Uh, but yeah, it was a. It become very predictable. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah very, very repetitive. Yeah, this is this is definitely the end of the song. He's, yeah, he's on the drum riser. Yep, that's the five chord. Yep. <laughs> and with ACDC as well, you know that their their songs don't tend to be the most harmonically complex as well. So <laughs> one, four, and five is pretty much what you're getting. Occasionally, you'll get yeah, you'll get maybe okay. like a. Like a, a flat seven, or or, <laughs> or maybe like a, a, a like a slash chord as well. Yeah, it's it's all about the riffs with uh, with DC there, isn't it? Yeah, it's all about the riffs and the rhythm is just there to keep everything else in check. Yeah, it's like it's like a uh, just like a steam train, isn't it? Um, Malcolm's playing. Constant and it's it's the big thing that's making your head bob. You don't yeah. realise it until uh 
until like if you took it away from the the record, you'd notice how just how bare bare that uh, mix would be without the like him and the bassist locking amazing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So uh, so first gig, <laughs> um, you noticed that well, there was uh, a slight <laughs> sli- yeah. A slight couple of issues, which we did work on for the next gig, which went a lot better. Uh, we didn't have the same kind of like nobody was sure when when to come, when to finish songs. We didn't have that, so that went really well. <clears throat> it was um, it was a private gig for um, some guys. I think fiftieth birthday party, but I can't remember. The the, the bassist knew him anyway. Um, and yeah, again, really good feedback. We did pretty much two hours worth of stuff. Um, so that was quite a bit more than um, the first gig. Had yeah. a ten minute break in the middle, um, but yeah, it went went really well. Um, happy with the sound. Uh, so we bought a new desk as a band because they didn't. Their old one had died, and they were borrowing their former singers, who's no longer with them. Um, so yeah. we bought a new desk. So for the first two gigs, it was basically a case of let's try and work out how this works. <laughs> And we got there in the end, um, which was fine. It just it took a little bit of time. Yeah. How was the uh, how was the guitar mix? Because he was using the uh, the the cabernet, and you were using the variax, was you? Yeah. Um, so for the first gig he did, and um, the second gig he actually used my Les Paul for the second half of the set. Um, and again, yeah, the the mix was good. Um, we were both volume way down on stage um both of us using identical microphones so i was using the one that i'm talking into now he's got one the same as this oh no um so it was that hanging over the top of the cabs and we were using more of the pa volume the natural amp volume the amp was literally just for me anyway it was for my it was my monitor on stage yeah he actually had a monitor on stage so he might have even been a little bit quieter than me but certainly out front the mix kind of sat well um yeah it I spent probably a good 40 minutes whilst we were going through stuff, just stood out front because obviously I'm running a wireless system and it's easy for yeah. me to do, just trying to get the mix right, um, which I think I did. We got a load of positive feedback again. I think we've got a couple of bookings for more gigs um, from that gig as well. So, yeah, it's gone well. I mean, that's the kind of positive feedback you want, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. If, if people are trying to get you to come... and play other stuff you know that it's gone well yeah and uh did you manage to uh to sort the 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 variax controls to to be able to switch in that that song or did you i i didn't i just i i went with the difficulty of just just doing the movement that i was already there for i do need to bring the cabinet sorry, the, the variax in and plug it in to my computer so that i can do this I just haven't got around to it yet. Yeah, I know exactly the feeling. I know that exactly that feeling. Like, and the the other thing I didn't mention about the gig is obviously I'm using the the Variax to change guitars quite a lot. What I didn't remember to do was unplug the Variax after sound check on the second gig. Oh, you dickhead! <laughs> and then I got there and I was like, oh. Fuck! And I, I looked, and we were on three, like three out of four battery, which is not too bad. Once it drops down to two, you can't play it at any volume. So I basically, I just went right. The key ones are the ones where I need to change the sound mid song or like make a transition between two songs really quickly. Yeah. And anything that I'm using the acoustic sounds for, which I think there's 
three songs. So I basically just went right. The variaxes for that and nothing else. Yeah, yeah, same. Um, yeah, <laughs> and I I used the Cabernet for the second half of that gig. No, nice. Yeah, um, like the the two songs that I was using electric sounds on. Um, I do have a solo at the end of one of them, um, yeah. and even even on. I think it just dropped down to two bars of battery and the problem is it's trying so hard to pick up what the strings are on a lower battery yeah. you just get a constant like whine if, you, if you're if not playing the strings you're just yeah. getting constant feedback um, which is the one criticism I've got of the, of the Variax yeah. um, but that's my fault for not unplugging it after sound check and leaving it plugged in for three hours yeah I mean there are ways around it and you, you can have like, uh, like certain units that power the Variax, um, through the the L6 link, uh, like the yeah. like the Helixes, they they've got a, a power for it in the pods and stuff like that. Um, but for the sake of for the sake of that, it's just a, a live and learn kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah, it was. It was totally my fault. It's it's nothing to do with the guitar or anything else. It was just my sheer forgetfulness. Yeah. It happens. Um, yeah. I know that at this point Stuart will be old man at clouding us because <laughs> uh, he he really doesn't like the Variax and I don't know why um, but he really doesn't like the Variax um, yeah so I guess I guess I've done some stuff this week in fact actually before before I do it's uh, it's it's that time of week to to mention our new patronizers. Um, yeah, you were you pointed out that I was calling them uh, Patreons last week, which is is the company. Uh, they should be called Patrons. Um, so we've got um, we've got our chap Underfleet, um, who's who's been on this uh, on this cast before actually, and everything Joseph who've uh, who've signed up this week. So, like air high five to you guys. Um, just a. As a as a little courtesy, these guys are uh, are quite busy uh, recently. Actually, Underflute uh, has teamed up with JSA and has has been releasing a few um, JSA Underflute uh, collaboration pedals. The Little Treble Maker is one of them, um, and and there's uh, there's one that's coming up as well, which is called the Moxie Drive, which is. I think it's based around the the toddy. It, it might not be, uh, but it looks it looks a, a real real similar uh, layout to that. So that and, and they look amazing. Um, he, he released a video on his inter- Instagram, uh, or he, he might not have. Maybe he didn't. Uh, I think he did. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost certain he did. Uh, and if not, don't mean to break the embargo. Um, <laughs> Should you not maybe like check with them after this cast and maybe cut that bit out if there is an embargo? Nah, it'd be fine. Um, it, it's a it's a bit where he's he's shown the finishing process of uh of how he, he finishes these and he he covers uh covers the top in this this log um like clear resin. Uh, it's have you ever seen those those YouTube videos that are like ten minutes of therapeutic things happening where it's like like uh like machines yeah. cutting things in like perfect perfect lines perfect ways of yeah 
yeah, it's a bit like that where you see this this kind of resin just kind of slowly slowly ooze onto the uh, onto the pedal. Oh, it's amazing! I'm going to have to find his secrets because I want to be able to do that. Um, so yeah, I mean, Underflux, uh, he's he's doing some amazing amazing things at the moment, and uh, everything Joseph, um, aka the the Joe who we raced to the news. Spoilers this week, Joe. Um, you are going to win. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so Joe, uh, Joe's actually been releasing some new music, um, which is pretty cool. I believe uh, he's, he's releasing an album of alternative love songs, which um, it's, a, it's a very interesting concept because he's, he's um, for those who, who do know his stuff, he's very metal, very, very metal. Uh, in fact, he's done um, done budget pedal chap takeover on the on the budget pedal chap channel where he's done some some metally stuff. Uh, so check that out. Check out his channel. Check out Underflix channel. And thank you both guys for um, for patronising. <laughs> yeah, thanks very much for patronising us. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Um, so yeah, I've I've done some stuff this week. Um, I have done a, a fair bunch of no talk all tones. Um, if if you do check on my um, on my YouTube channel, if you if you're subscribed to that and if you have the bell icon um, clicked, you'll get notifications that I I put up like premieres for the the, the video, so you kind of get an idea of what's coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, I've got very very fucking organised this week. Um, which is unlike me. Uh, so you'll be able to see the next like two or three videos up on the channel. Uh, one of which, in fact, is the um, the original Little Treble Maker by uh, JSA, our Simon. Um, which, it's just, it's, y you know the guitar nerds, they talk about the, the make goodera pedals. I do, oh. yeah. Well, it's, the the little treble maker is very much one of those. It's um so the 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 kind of concept of it is that it's the the, the tone stack from uh from a clon. Uh, okay. So you kind of very subtle. Um, it it's kind of mids and like very upper mids, kind of uh, gently caressing the treble frequencies. Um, and it works as essentially just it. It feels like just lifting a blanket off your tone. Even if you like your tone before, is you think this is a really serviceable tone. This is really good. You put the little troublemaker on, and you go. Actually, now it's it's like it's like seeing seeing the sound in high def. Um. But it makes it an absolute bastard because whenever you turn it off, you think your tone sucks. So <laughs> um, it's one of those pedals you'd mount underneath your board and just pass a signal through at some point. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it is exactly one of those. And if you do, if you do like rag the uh, the treble control right to the top, you can get that kind of blues drivery, like really kind of gnarly upper upper mid crunch. Um, yeah, but. If you if you set it to kind of sensible mid 
levels. It's just that kind of presence push. Um, so that's amazing. That's coming out on Friday. So check that out. Um, I'll run it through, uh, run it through a, a clean amp, which, um, I mean, the, 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 the subtlety of it might get lost, but then I'll run it through like a, a drive. Uh, uh, in fact, it's a dr the drive channel on the amp. And you kind of, you get the idea then. You get the idea of exactly why you'd want to use it all the time. Um, so there's that. I think uh, I mentioned on the last, uh, the last podcast we did, the, the first live one of the year, I, I mentioned the, uh, the Jed's Devi Ever um, inspired pedal, which is just bloody mental. Uh, <laughs> with the texture control rather than a fuzz control. Um, and then I think I've, I've got one more coming up, but what is it? Don't know. I don't know either. Uh, the Little Troublemaker, is that the one that's already out by the time this cast is out? The, yeah, the Little Troublemaker's uh, well, well been out. I got the, the Little Troublemaker around a year ago from Simon, but the production model with... Uh, with Underfluke is 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 out. Yeah, you can buy it on Reverb, I believe. Okay, okay no. I, I haven't got the Reverb uh, URL though, so sorry. Sorry. <laughs> so the one that you were just talking about is that the one that comes out this Friday, which for the listeners was last Friday. Yes, that's the one. Yes, yes. Um, but there will be one coming up this Friday for you, listeners. Next so double Friday. What it is. <laughs> Time. <laughs> How does it work? Oh, I know which one it is actually. You've just reminded me. It is the um the Hubcap John um Range Master with an amazing Iron Man graphic on the front. Um ah. I shall not speak about that one. Uh I shall let you let you wait and hear that one yourselves, listeners, and Matt, because you've You've not been privy to this one either. I have not. Um, but from the from the experiences that we've had from, with uh, rather tasty boutique uh, range masters, because we've we've both got the Hello Sailor stuff. Range masters are fun. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> and so we shall we shall head into the the actual cast. Um, so we've we we had a little bit of a. Um, a little bit of a chat after our last cast because there was some really good feedback on on our kind of beginner's guide thing, weren't there? Yep. We um, actually, the 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 singer of uh, the new band actually listened to the podcast as well, uh, which is you know I I didn't expect him to. I just I'd mentioned that I did it and thought nothing of it. Yeah. Um, I just used this question because I thought it was quite interesting to talk about, and he actually listened to the cast and just, like enjoyed what he heard. What a ledge. Uh, so, welcome to Singer Guy, if you're still listening. Um, his name's Lorcan. His name's what? Lorcan. L Lorcan. That's Lorcan, a, yes, he's, he's Irish. That is, that's a name and a half. And uh, if it's Irish, it's going to be spelt with G's and O's and... <laughs> there'll, there'll be an apostrophe His surname is full of those, but is it? his first name is spelt pretty much how it sounds, I think. <laughs> Good, good. Um, so yeah, so we 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 uh, we were inspired by some kind of beginner's guide 
stuff. Uh, so I was having to think about what kind of things you'd want to want to think about as a beginner. Uh, and once you've got your guitar sorted, the next obvious step is the amp. No, it's not. It's pedals. Always pedals. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, especially like especially for the guy who's singing in my band who can borrow an amp. There you go. Can't really borrow my pedal board when I'm using it. So yeah, pedals. Yeah, step back. You can't borrow the pedal. Uh, so I, f- I figured we'd we'd do a little a little segment on kind of if we were starting, uh, if we were starting to kind of look at some pedals to, to get a broad sense of uh, a broad sense of what pedals are about. Um, where would we start if we were to do it now? But. With the caveat of this is we've got the knowledge that we've got now, but we haven't got the budget. So we kind of we're looking at like beginner beginner budget. So like I'd say nothing more than about fifty odd quid a pedal. Um, yeah, that makes sense. And I was, I was thinking kind of three pedals, and I, being a beginner, I'm thinking three kind of staple drives. Where would you be looking at to to show like a, the 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 broad spectrum of drives? Um, um, I I guess for me the the first thing I'd think of is something like a soul food or along those lines as something that is yeah a cheap lighter drive would be my first kind of thing. You know, the, the, something that's going to give you your crunch sound after you. So you've got your clean sound is your amp. And you want something that's going to be your crunch rhythm sound. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, the, the soul food would be a pretty tasty one. Um, you'd probably have to go to the used market for under yeah uh, under fifty. But you can like all day, every day, you can get one for under under fifty quid. I was going to go something very similar, but I was going to go for a tube screamer inspired. So either um, the Joyo Vintage Overdrive, which is a pretty pretty nice um ps9 copy um i think it is anyway um or you can get a a tube screamer mini around uh, around that used so yeah either of those would be would be my my kind of go to especially especially if, if that first guitar that you you happen to have is a strat because tube screamers love strats they do. I'm not sure that I'd use a tube screener into a clean sound, though. Um, I don't particularly like the sound of a, a tube screamer just as your your kind of drive. I I, I like them as boosts. I yeah. really like them as boosts. But like as your first sound after a clean, I'm not sure they're my favourites. Yeah. Um. But even if I'm not using it as a. Uh, as as the the main crunch sound, I could use it as a boost, and and that's a a, a very yeah. serviceable boost. I think for my main boost, I would be looking at something OCD flavored. You're not getting an OCD for less than about seventy to hundred. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, on the used market, seventy. I think they're brand new. You could get them for around ninety. I think they're back up to about one. 120-ish now. They were 120 the last time I saw them new. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you, 
you're very much expecting the OCD to be um to be around out of your budget. Yeah, it's, it's to be just out out the out the. Uh, I mean, you could potentially get like a really battered one, um, but no, uh, look, we we're, we're not expecting kind of Christmas miracles here. So, um, the I, I'm I'm reluctant to say the ultimate drive um, by. Um, because I mean it's 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 on on the same series as the vintage overdrive, and I don't think it does the OCD thing as well as um as the vintage overdrive does it uh, does the the tube screen thing. I think you know what I'm going to go for the dark matter by TC because that's yep. that's kind of uh, kind of OCD inspired can get you from kind of um, lower crunch to to some. I, I don't. I don't tend to like the sound once it's pushed past kind of two thirds gain because it it just it saturates a bit too much. But it's still it's still there. It's still usable. It's just my preference. So I think I'd go for I'd go for a, a dark matter as my second one. How about yourself? I haven't got a clue. I'm just thinking, and I don't think I've looked at cheap drive pedals in maybe six years. And I don't know what's still on the market and what's gone. And I also, looking at all of the drive pedals I look at, the OCD is probably the heaviest drive I've ever sort of owned. Yeah. I'm, I'm not really into distortion or sort of heavy drives. I. I don't mind some of the earlier run boss stuff like the DS1, but I'm not sure that it's... Th- I mean, they they sound good, but I'm not sure it's the best kind of thing to try and stack with something. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think that's it, isn't it? The the, the DS1 does a sound. It does the DS1 sound. Um, but is it is it representative of like a a broad palette of drive that you would you would offer up to a beginner? I think it's too narrow. I think, and I don't think it's aged particularly well. I think some of the cheaper, cheaper clones of the same pedal do that pedal better. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, um, I think uh, if I'm going to go for like a final one, I'd, I'd like to throw a fuzz in there. Um, but the issue is that cheap fuzz or a fuzz. That comes in under this price tends to not be good for us. I'm sure you'd be able to pick up a big muff under this price, second hand. I mean, it would be you'd be looking nano, nano big muffs, wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, the ones that you'd be looking towards is like the the Russian green uh, reissue, or or maybe the op-amp reissue. Um, Which is definitely going to be over the budget. Yeah, yeah, I would have thought so. Although, I'm going to cheat a little bit on this one. Um, because I, I just, at the corner of my eye, I noticed you might hear the ripping of the ripping of the Velcro. I is picked, that a JSA Mini Muff by any chance? It is the JSA Mini Muff. I picked this up for less than 50 quid. Um, and it is blooming marvellous. Um <laughs> So yeah, I'm gonna go for that. I'm gonna go for it. Uh, the JSA Mini Muff, which 
like really weirdly, it's not muff based. It's more kind of quote unquote vintage, vintage fuzz inspired. Um, very smooth, very, uh, very responsive, quite a lot of gain. Um, and yeah, it gives you a good idea of, I mean, if you try that and you don't like it, you probably don't like fuzz. Because it's, yeah. it's a really... Which, yeah. there's, there's more people that don't like fuzz than realise that they don't like fuzz as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's one of those things that if you, if you find a fuzz that you do like, then you tend to fall down the rabbit hole of owning more than one fuzz after that point. Um, yeah. I say, that, look, it's, it's a very good, very easy to use fuzz because it's just, it's one knob. So if you, if you ain't getting the sound that you like, it's not the sound for you. Um, but it's, yeah, I think that for me, that's a, that's a tonal, a tonal palette there of the things that I'd offer up to a, to a beginner to let them go. Yeah. Try these. See, see what tickles your pickle. Yeah. Um, the only other thing that I can think of that is anywhere near that budget that I've picked up recently or enjoyed the sound of was a tiny toddy that I got off JSA. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure whether that came in at under the budget under the budget or not, but certainly if I was selling it on, um, I'd be selling it for under 50 quid. Yeah. Um, so you might be able to find one of those secondhand. And again, that's probably... More or certainly more gain than the soul food, and would give you that kind of next level, and probably yeah. would stack quite well with something like a tube screamer or a soul food. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine it really would. It's it's quite a um, uh, quite an unflavoured boost, isn't it? The toddy. Yeah. So you could yeah, have... you'd definitely be able to to control the tone with another pedal in front of it. Yeah, yeah, defo, defo. Um, I mean, I'd like to throw a, a little a little kind of honourable mention to the TC budget line uh, as well, because they've got quite a few. I mean, you've got um, the Afterglow Chorus and you've had the uh, the Nether, Nether, Octave, Nether Octave as well. Octave. And they, yeah. were, they were both impressive. And they've got quite a few in that um, in that cheaper range. The Honey Pot Fuzz, you've got like the Elmer Cambo uh, tube yeah, screamer style. Yeah, tube-based overdrive, isn't there? Yeah, and even the tube, tube pilot. pilot as well, yeah. Yeah. So, all of these are brand new coming under under the 50, 50 quid mark. Yeah, most of them come in like 35 to 38 quid. And if you buy it and you find you don't like it, you can probably sell it for maybe a £5 loss. Yeah. So, I reckon that's our, our top tip for the beginners. Uh, I'm sure there's like shed loads of people we haven't... I mean, we haven't mentioned Moore. We could have had the, like the hustle drive for the uh, for the OCD clan. Ooh, what was the what was the Moore one that's based on a dumble sound? Uh, I can't remember now. Chris Wilson had one for a long time before he finally upgraded it, and I can't remember what it is for the life of me. Oh dear! Uh, I, oh. Based on a dumble, and I, you've got the the blues crab, which is based on the uh, the Mark One blues breaker, which is a really good pedal. I had that for a really long time. Um, I've got the... It's the Rumble Drive. The Mua Rumble Drive. There you go. I'm thinking of. So there you go. That, and that that's a, um, a kind of pedal flavour that you don't tend to find under under a certain price point. Because they, uh, they tend to be 
premium price uh, yeah. dumbbell pedals. And they're, they're coming in at 47 quid, so they're in budget. There you go. Bish, bash, bosh. Um, so, yeah. Uh, that's that's our beginner's guide to the pedal board. Just as a, a thing to tack on to this as well. Um, I wanted to have a, like a, a, a wee wee mini um, beginner's rant. So kind of almost like a like a, a mat rant light um, <laughs> about tremolo systems on budget guitars. So we tend to find on uh, on a lot of the um, a lot of the cheaper guitars. It doesn't really matter what shape they are as well. You tend to find that they've got um, got strat style bridge systems on them, which, understandably, I think they're they're quite easy to manufacture. Uh, they're ubiquitous, um, and they're really easy to get intonation out of because of the six individual saddles. Uh, so they're very forgiving. Uh, however, that being said. Uh, when you have a tremolo system there, it it almost almost invites you to uh, use it. Yeah, to use it. Yeah, <laughs> it almost invites you to to want to uh, want to have a go on it, um, which is a massive, massive, massive mistake. Um, because I mean. We we were beginners once, and we've we've all tried those cheap strat tremolos. If the shitty, like I have one right next to me still, on yeah. my pink sparkle strat. Indeed, there's no tremolo arm in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got in my gig bags. I've got like various tremolo arms from various guitars. Um, that then they're not seeing those guitars again. Well, I mean, my Variax has a two point trem system, and it's uh, it's one of the James Tyler's, so it's. Uh, you know, more expensive model than the 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 standard line six ones. That's that is still in the in the sort of hard soft case that came with the guitar. Yeah, I've never touched the tremolo arm on that. I'm not interested. Even on more expensive guitars, yes, they work. They stay in tune better. I don't want to risk it. If I'm playing live and. I don't notice that I've gone out of tune because I can't quite hear myself in the mix and it's yeah. starting to piss people off out in front. I don't want that to ha- I don't want to have that option to happen. Yeah, yeah. And I think this is the uh the issue that you have putting uh trem systems on cheap guitars because both you and me have this uh, this almost reluctance to use a tremolo system even if we know that tremolo system is a is a nice and stable one. And yeah. it's a good quality one. We've got the the experience of all the tremolo systems that you touched within the first five years of playing guitar. You you like some of them you would just need to look at and then your guitar would be horrendously out of tune. Yeah, I mean my first guitar was a Yamaha G ten, which sorry, no, an Ibanez G ten from their like starter pack system. Yeah. Had a strat style trem system on it. Um, I asked my guitar teacher at the time to set up the tremolo system, and he refused. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's that is the that is the correct, uh, correct. It is exactly the correct. Result. He just went, "That's no, just 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 don't like if you, if you you get get good enough that you want to spend money on a guitar, I will absolutely set up set up a tremolo system for you. Not at a cheap guitar, it's not worth it." Yeah, yeah, and he was he's a 
a man worth his uh, worth his years, isn't he? Absolutely, yeah. Like, in fact, I think I did get it set up on my Yamaha Pacifica, and surprisingly, for the budget range that they're in, it's not too bad on a Pacifica. Yeah, I've heard that they they were alright actually. But yeah, like uh, I I soon decided like I'd had them set up by people I've bought Squire Strats off, and yeah, just realised early on that yeah, trem systems on on cheap end guitars just might as well not be there. Yeah, and even on uh, even on expensive guitars, you need to be lubing every moving joint. And every point of friction on that for for that tremolo system to work. Yeah, absolutely. Because I've got a um, an eighties Ibanez kicking around somewhere, and that's a that's a decent tremolo system, and the tuning pegs are nice, and the the nut is cut fine. Even that, if if you wiggle the tremolo system and it's not properly lubed, it will it will knock certain strings ever so slightly. Sharp or flat, it'll bind them, and yeah, no one needs that in their life. No. Um. So yeah, beginners don't touch your tremolo systems. Treat them as hardtails. Pretend that they they haven't got a a slot for the the whammy bar, and yeah. do yourself a do yourself a service. And in, in fact, what you really want to do is do what I've done with this pink sparkle strat. Stick two extra springs in it and. Like tighten it as much as possible, so it's literally the bridge is welded to the body. Yeah, I mean, I tend to bring the claws as close as I can to the uh, to the body, yeah. so that it just it <laughs> removes that option. We've we've got a, um, a return of a segment before we before we tackle tackle what will be the news in the last five minutes. Uh, <laughs> Um, so we are going to we're going to have a go at uh, pedal weed mind's eye, Way. which is it's always a, always a favourite. Uh, so our first pedal weed mind's eye, uh, Chubacabra, Mister Nice, or Luciadora. So was the first one Chubacabra? Chubacabra. And the second one was Mr. Nice. Mr. Nice and the third one was Luciadora. Was Luciadora. That's really difficult. I thought it I, might be. I think Luciadora is your mind's eye. Okay. I think the Chupacabra is the pedal. Okay. And the other one is the weed. You have got it bang on, Matt. This is this is a way to kick off kick off twenty twenty uh, pedal weed minds. Like that is that is a threefer. Well Excellent. done. I, the uh, only reason I went that Luchador was from your mind's eye because you know that I like wrestling, and obviously ah, yes. Luchador is a Mexican wrestler. Indeed, so I I, I uh, conflated the word Luchador with Dora. As in the explorer, yeah. To make an an ultimately very Mexican word, <laughs> <laughs> but it was too Mexican. Um, so what was the, the what? What is that pedal? The chupacabra. I haven't a clue. Not right, okay. not a clue. 
Um, I know it's a pedal. I know it exists. I saw it on a website. Uh, Mr. Nice is the weed, yeah. So, uh, second one. Black Diamond. Evan Seed. High Road. So, Black Diamond. Evan's Seed. High Road. Heaven's Seed is the weed. Okay. Black Diamond is your mind's eye. And the other one is the pedal. So the, the High Road. The High Road is the pedal. High Road is the pedal. Um, th- that, you got a, a, a one out of that. You got a one. So the High Road is the pedal. The Heaven's Seed is my mind's eye. Okay. I thought that high road might might trick you into into going for weed. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's why I didn't use that as weed because it was too too weedy. Too obvious. Yeah, too weedy. Uh, but it, it turns out it's the pedal, um, and yeah, black diamond is the is the weed. Okay. Uh, right. So third one, third one. Oh, I can't read my own writing with this one. Uh, Kestus. Or Cestus. Uh, forbidden fruit. Glass half full. So, I'm going to go with Kestus. It begins with a C. So yeah. Kestus. Forbidden fruit. Glass half full. Kestus is the weed. Okay. Forbidden fruit is the pedal. And the other one is your mind's eye. Again, Matt. You managed to get, you managed to get one. Um, you aren't getting consistently the same ones either, which is brilliant. Kestus uh, Kest- <laughs> is the the pedal. Uh, forbidden fruit is the weed, and glass half full is my mind's eye. Forbidden Based- fruit just sounds too much like weed to be weed. <laughs> well, un- unfortunately, this time it was it was too good to be true, wasn't it? it that it was, it was actually true. Yeah, glass half full. I literally, as I was writing this, had a half old glass next to me. <laughs> so, so uh, um, yeah. Take inspiration from what you know. As a, yep. as Roy Walker used to say, see what you see. See what you see. <laughs> <laughs> a very, very British uh, reference there, isn't it? Answers on the post. I, th- surely they had catchphrase in America. Um, yeah, but it wouldn't have been with Roy Walker. Oh, no, it probably wouldn't have been with Roy Walker. <laughs> <laughs> right, so this last one is so effing mental. Um, it looks like, um, do you know when you play Scrabble and you, you put your hand in the bag and you pull out just random letters? Yeah. Yeah, they all look like that. So Excellent. So we've got the... Susma Yosef, the uh, Susma Yosef, the uh, I'm only gonna, I'm gonna try and pronounce this one. <laughs> um, I'll spell it out later. I'm gonna go with Zizix, which is X Y X Z Z X. Zizix, I think that's X Y X C Z X Z Z X Zizix. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then Z, 
so Zgitels. They say Z K I T T L E Z. Okay, Zgitels is your mind's eye. Okay. And I haven't got a clue for this, so I'm going to go. Susmar Yosef or Zizix? Zizix is the weed, Susmar Yosef is the pedal. Susmar Yosef is the pedal. I'm not entirely sure I am pronouncing that right. (laughs) Um, I probably am not. Um, Zizix is my mind's eye. Ah. (laughs) I must have been smoking some Skittles when I wrote that one. Yeah, well, that, that, I, I assumed you'd had a packet of Skittles, Skittles around, and that's where you'd got the Skittles from. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> I mean, it, it makes sense. No, I I saw the other two and realised that I had to go big or go home with this one. So, so I, made, <laughs> I made possibly the highest scoring um, answer in um, <laughs> Scrabble. Scrabble. Yeah, Zizix. It's, yeah, it's a brilliant name, isn't it? So if anyone wants the uh, if anyone wants the rights to Zizix for their next pedal, hit me up. I'll do your deal. Uh, <laughs> fuck me, it's mental. I think you you didn't do too bad there actually. Usually we get around where you don't get any, but you you managed to get at least one. You got three, four, five, six, six out of a possible twelve, which is that's half. That's it is. That's, I'll take that. That yeah, I'd I'd be happy with that. I mean, I mean, I I write the things and I'm not sure half the time. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so we we're ahead of schedule. We're only forty seven minutes in, and this is where the news comes. I was expecting the last five minutes. Um, so we've we've done a lot of Nam news. We have done a lot of Nam news, and we avoided Nam news for one week, which was, which was bloody funny. Um, yeah, just that's, as that's my favourite thing to do: avoid Nam news. Yeah, as as a um, uh, as a disclaimer, we did that as a gag. It wasn't the fact that we actually um, forgot Nam existed. <laughs> uh, you can't be a musician who has the internet and is in the guitar groups that we're in with without knowing that Nam exists. It's impossible. Yeah. And it, it led to possibly my favourite moment on this podcast, like across the two and a half years that we've done it, which is it's where we... pedal. Yeah, we span a good 15 minutes talking about tonal, tonal coke <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and jizzing into a pedal. Um, <laughs> so so I'm, I'm completely down with... Um, I'm completely down with our, our Nam avoidance episode, um, but because of that, we missed out on. Uh, we we essentially had a, a massive blind spot where where Fender sat. Um, we talked about uh, Epiphone uh, doing some stuff because they the for all the love that I have for the 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 kind of solid work that Epiphone puts in they've stagnated quite a bit and then this year they've taken a step in the right direction so we kind of made a big fuss of that it's like if you if you've got like a a dog that shits on the carpet every day and then like you come home on a Friday and he hasn't shat on the carpet you make a big fuss of him 
and that's that's pretty much the equivalent of of what we did with with Epiphone this this year. Um, but in doing so, we we overlooked what Fender do, and we're gonna we're gonna write that wrong now. Um, so the the big thing is Squire essentially. Squire have um, released or or are releasing at least um, a, a series of guitars which are along the same line of the parallel universe or the or alternative reality, which was the the other one, like the second year, which wasn't as yeah. good. Um, but yeah, so they they've they've released the paranormal paranormal series. Uh, so a couple of the picks from this. I've got a few. Um, we've got uh, the Supersonic, which is uh, I, I believe they they were existing um, existing guitars, but it kind of like surfy offset kind of thing. Two on uh, two on buckers, Strat style trim again, Strat style trim. Fuck's sake. Um, yeah. But like two humbuckers, and, and it, they're not like two straight humbuckers. The one ne- of the them's on the yeah on, on the, the piss, which makes it look a, a little bit quirky as well. Uh, they come. Have you got the picture up? I, I do on my phone. Let me yeah, uh, my phone. They've got two colours of them, haven't they? They do. Uh, um, Squire Paranormal. That's it. Uh, Which one are you on about? The the one with the slanty humbucker? Yeah, the, on the piss humbuckers. Oh, my phone's just dropped off the bloody Wi-Fi. It's all right. It's all right. I'm going to go with blue and silver. Correct me if I'm wrong. Go in the Fret Talk podcast group and correct me if I'm wrong, because I probably am. Um, there's the Tornado as well, which is a slightly fatter-looking um, offset. So another offset, but like slightly fatter-looking. Um, quite frankly, looks wank. Do, do um, you mean a tor- Do you mean the tornado? Tornado, yes, of course, yeah. <laughs> Not a t- tornado, or uh, yeah. Okay, so yeah. A, another dual humbucker one. This is slightly more, um, more uniform looking humbuckers. I think they're um covered humbuckers as well. They are. Um, so I've just the pictures have just reloaded on my phone. Wait. It was. A dark green and a light blue for the Supersonics. And there then it's a black and a blue yeah, and for the, the Tornado. The blue's got the torque guard as well, hasn't it? It it does, you're right. But even that can't save it because it still looks wank. Um, but it's got... So it's it's a bit kind of less poorly in the fact that it's got two, uh, two volume, two tone as well. Um, we've got the offset telly, which this is an absolutely massive thing for the... Squire range because we were talking about it before, just before the cast. Uh, the the offset telly has been like a a staple in the in the kind of the DIY um, DIY make your own guitar kind of warm up project as well. Uh, yeah. They've been going for the, the popularity's been going for about a decade, and then Fender jumped on that and says, "Yeah, we'll make one." And ended up doing like there was like a a limited run of them, which yeah. were relatively pricey, uh, and then they released a, a slightly less pricey version, uh, slightly more mass produced. Still, one. still an American guitar though, wasn't it? At the end of the yeah, day, yeah, yeah, yeah. And 
now they've um, now they've decided to to allow that popularity, the, the popularity of this weird kind of Telecaster Jazzmaster hybrid. They've bought that to to an affordable price. So I think three nine nine they're quoting for one of these, uh, and they're doing them in in a couple of colours as well. So the original ones were um, the kind of natural finish black guard, weren't they? They're doing that finish, but they're also doing a surf, not surf, seafoam, uh, seafoam green with a white guard, which correct looks fantastic. Um, they're doing the cyclone, which is possibly the most mental, uh, mental crazy. Um, so it's 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 like jag stang body, pretty much. It's got a jazz circuit in it, so the the weird kind of. Three three switch switchy system, yeah, uh, and it's strat three. Trab. Yeah, stra- his strat trim again. Yeah, three single <laughs> coils though as well, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, it it looks like a hybrid between a, a Stratocaster and a Jaguar in that it's got like the 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 Jaguar three on offs, but all the um, all of the pickups are slanted instead of straight. And it just kind of looks really weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the pickups are slanted on my uh, on my fireman, uh, so it's a bit like that. Um, but obviously less cool. Um, no, these these they are just kind of like weird pawn shop um, Americana, aren't they? These ones. Yeah, um, very much so. And as much as I'm not about that life, um, it's gonna it's gonna hit some some people's market. Absolutely. And then the the two, which frustrate me so much, because if these two things were together, they would be the best. Uh, so we've got. Um, so where is it? Here we go. Thin line Cabernet. Thinking, yes, get in, in like uh, Fiesta Red, which kind of has that Greg Cock, uh, Gristlemaster vibe. Thinking, yep. yes, 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 get in my, get in my online shopping cart right now. Then you look down and it's got Jazzmaster pickups, and you've killed oh, it. You've oh. killed the Cabernet. Yeah, that's it. Uh, and I was, I was saying to you before, and I, if it was. If it was something like it, it had like strat single coils in it or something, you'd be like, okay, that's fine. I can root it out maybe for for humbuckers or I'll I'll, I'll do whatever. If it was humbuckers as well, you could like, oh, I'll just get some some like oversized P nineties if you want P nineties or yeah yeah so, yes yeah, something like that because they're jazz master pickups and they're so fucking massive. You'd end up with big old chunks out of your guitar if you tried to retrofit anything else in. So disappointing. But it's okay because they're making another Cabernet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this one, so the specs for this one look amazing. So, like, midnight black. It, it looks a bit like Les Paul Ebony kind of style. Yep. Um, P90s, like, uh, white P90s. Amazing yep. looking. Rosewood board, is it? Or is it Pau Ferro or something? It's a, certainly a dark board, isn't it? 
Oh, is it? It is definitely. Um, I only saw the body. Um, but then it's a it's a baritone. <laughs> Why? Why? Just what's the, like? Who is asking for a baritone guitar? Yeah, not only that. Who's looking? Who's asking for the classiest? Classiest is looking out of the lot to be a baritone. Yeah, have the op- like. I don't mind if you have the option to have some of these as baritone, but don't make the best one and then only have it in baritone. That's it. I mean, because it looks it looks like a penguin. So it looks it's it's got its little like tuxedo look. Penguins are the best uh, best animal by far. Um. But then they make it a ridiculous penguin giraffe. It's next <laughs> too bloody long. Penguin giraffe hybrid. That's it, yeah. Uh, so you're done goofed there, um, Squire. You're done goofed. Although, they're going to be bolt on neck, aren't they? Yeah. There's There's possible light at the end of the tunnel. So what you're saying is buy the thin line and the baritone and swap the necks over and sell a baritone Jazzmaster thin line? That's it, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you'd end up calling the the hybrid of those two the bastard master, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Um, so, I mean, that's pretty cool. Um, Bender of also... Um, like rejuvenated the parallel universe series, and we're only going to kind of briefly go over those because, um, I didn't have a lot of space at the bottom of my page to write the specs. Um, but the, there's some pretty pretty fantastic names. So there's the the Sparko Magic. Uh, sorry, the Sparko Matic, which is like a Jazz Master meets a Firebird, like triple um triple mini humbuckers. Uh, there's a jazz strat, um, which is like the because I think the the last one they did a jazz master strat where it was like strat pickups on a jazz master. This is jazz master pickups on a strat, and then they've done a, done the the jazz, uh, sorry the strat jazz deluxe, which uh, yeah, this is this is the one uh, which. I I mean I'm gonna get get behind because of the because of the name alone. It's called the Tele Magico. <laughs> it's essentially it's a it's a, te- a telly with a uh, a Jazzmaster style trim and gold foils. So not necessarily the greatest sounding thing or playing thing, but it's it's called the Tele Magico. So I'm down with that. Um, we've got the Uptown strap, which is like a blingy-looking strap. Uh, and then the two... So the Troublemaker Telly was a bit of a, a bit of a runaway success, wasn't it? It was a big, a big fuck you, Gibson. Um, yeah. And they're back. <laughs> the, the Troublemakers are back. So they're doing, like, like the, the Black Beauty. Um, yeah. But in a Troublemaker Telly. So it's called the Troublemaker Deluxe Bigsby. Three... Uh, three humbuckers and a Bigsby gold appointments as well in black. So it's the the essentially like 
Jimmy Page's um, Ripple pickup Les Paul custom. Are you sure that's what it's called? Because according to Gear for Music, it's called the Troublemaker custom. Well, this... Uh, yeah, I've got Deluxe deluxe Big Boot. It might be called the custom. Who knows? Is it that um, one? The triple no. triple black uh, triple pickup telly black with gold humbuckers and a gold Bigsby. Yeah, it looks about right. It's price and half on that as well, isn't it? Fucking yeah, and that's not even the most expensive one. But yeah, and there's there's a final one which is the Troublemaker Deluxe, which is um I can't remember what what sets that aside, um but it's yeah essentially like another Troublemaker telly. Which, I mean, I, I was always down with the, um, with the the parallel universe stuff. I think Bender have 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 got that kind of. They've got the normal guitars sorted. They've got their their normal series. It's all good. If you want a normal, safe, boring, normal. I said normal twice, but that's that's because it's so normal. You want a normal guitar, you go to the the standard range. But then, if you want if you want something a little batshit crazy, they've got you. They've got your back. They have got your back. They absolutely do. Um, did you mention in there um, the Maverick Dorado from the Parallel Universe series? The what? 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 Maverick Dorado. It was the first thing that came up when I googled Parallel Universe 2. He sounds like a, a, a really fun chap to be around. So I'll just show you a picture, or sh- show you a picture if I can. Oh dear. He's got what? that weird hockey stick headstock thing. Yeah, what the hell? You remember hell is from that? last year? It's, yeah. it's almost like a Jaguar, no, yeah, Jaguar style body, you know, with the like yeah. metal plate for where the um, yeah. controls are. It's got a Bigsby on it. It's got um, hybrid pickups that are like half um, TV Jones and half gold foil. Oh Looks dear really God. weird. Like one of the like it's it's that style. It's the TV Joe style, but one side has the pole pieces and the other side has like a gold bar. Nice. So I have no idea what the fuck they are. Yeah. Um, but but that's even more expensive than the other ones. Yeah, I, I think they're probably gonna stay on the shelves for a while. I think um, I think they might do. But like I say, there's the normal guitars. Fender have got you covered. They have got strats. They have got tellies. They, I mean, they've got strats in all different configurations and all different price points. They've got tellies. They've got they're, they're even doing offsets and and whatnot all through the range. It's all good. Um. Just uh, before we wrap the podcast up, um, I'd like to add a little balance to this because we are we are fellating on Fender somewhat somewhat hard this week. Um, so uh, they have also released they've also released um, the HM Strat, which is the heavy metal Strat, or, or back in the the late late eighties. Which was branded, and it just had on the headstock the Strat. Uh, so they've they've re-released these in some gaudy colours. I think I've seen a yellow one. I've seen a pink one. I've seen a like a fluorescenty bluish colour. Um, yeah, there's also a white one. 
who is there. And from people who were around when these were a thing, um, they said they weren't popular the first time. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you might be swinging a miss here, Fender. Um, and, like, if if you're thinking towards, like, that kind of modern super strat, um, Charvel have pretty much got it sorted, haven't they, these days with the... With Don't Fender own Charvel as well? Yeah, probably, yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're trying to compete with themselves, but worse. Um, yeah, the... the like the the pro mods are just so much classier looking, and they're they're doing. I think um, Charvel have released like triple uh, single coil pro mods for the uh, for Nam as well. So we'll throw that in there. That's knocking it out of the park. I love love the idea of that. Um, but I thought just to kind of throw some balance into it, the Fender have bought out the the HM Strat again. Um, yeah, they they, they they literally look identical to those maple necked um, Ibanez RGs that they released was it last <laughs> year, <laughs> and but with a Fender headstock that just makes it look really weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, they then they don't sound appealing. I've just had a look at the specs on them; they don't look too appealing to me. Yeah, they they've also uh, they've released a mini Jazzmaster in the Squire range as well, which is two humbuckers and a hardtail, um, which I think I think I might be down with to be fair because like mini guitars, there's not a great deal of. I think you've got the Brian May minis, you've got the uh, the Ibanez RG Micro or something like that, which is like the Paul Gilbert signatures but smaller. Uh, and you don't tend to get a lot. So they've, they've thrown a uh, like a mini Jazzmaster in there as well. I think they come in some cool colours. I think it's like a a, a Daphne blue, a seafoam green, and the, there was something else. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much Fender for the year. Uh, I, th- I feel we should probably wrap the cast up. Um, so before before we get into the the official wrapping up. Uh, from from two dollars a month, you can support the Patreon uh, for the for the podcast group. It, all all the money from the Patreon goes to uh, helping us kind of lift this podcast up into the the higher echelons of podcastiness. Um, so we're going to be using it to uh, basically create an advertising campaign to get it get it out there for people to for more people to listen to it. That essentially equates to uh, more companies and, and bigger companies wanting to side with us and wanting to do giveaways with us. Uh, so it it kind of relates and directly impacts on the kind of stuff that we can give away. So it's a reciprocal bonus. And and it also it keeps the lights on in the Fret Talk studio. So that's, uh, that's a bonus. Uh, so from... from uh, Two dollars a month, uh, you can support the support the podcast. Um, if you pop over to patreon.com slash fret talk, you can get on there and check all of the perks. One of which is you get your name read out on the podcast. Uh, so for our Patreon pa- patronizers, 
Uh, we've got uh, Mr. Doug Christ. We've got Mr. Andrew Bimson. We've got Mr. Uh, Adam Yeomans. And our two new for this week, uh, Under Flute Guitar and uh, Everything Joseph, Mr. Joe Richardson as well. So massive salute to you guys. You are amazing. Um, if you want to catch us online, you go um, into the Fret Talk podcast group, um, which links will be in the, the descriptors of the, the podcast you are listening to. Um, you can get um, you can get like any topics that you want to have discussed on this uh, on the podcast. You can also like throw in some listener questions, and we'll read them out on the podcast. Um, if you want to catch me online, it is budgetpedalchap at facebook.com, youtube.com, and instagram.com, where you'll find stuff. Um, every week there is a, a new video on the YouTube uh, YouTube channel. Uh, and Instagram, we get to share some awesome stuff. And I, I completely forgot that I got this amazing, amazing. I'm just gonna lean over. There we go. This amazing pedal board <laughs> this week, which I think I might have shared on the website on the um, Instagram. I don't know if I have. I got this amazing, amazing little pedal board that I'm just. I'm showing Matt now. Doesn't doesn't translate very well to a <laughs> to an audio podcast. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, it's a it Marcus does, Deluxe pedal board that is. Um, that that is definitely going to be featuring, uh, featuring on my uh, my No Talk or Tone series pretty soon. Um, Matt, you are heel underscore Matt Q at Twitch, yep. Twitter, to Instagram. Yep. Um, and you also do the Bad Bookers podcast. I do. Um, which is about wrestling so if you're a wrestle fan or if you like hearing matt's sexy sexy voice i mean potentially without with less coughing or i don't know if the coughing translates over to the, the bad uh, it, if i'm on on sunday it definitely will <laughs> there you go yeah so if you if you want to hear some some unscripted and uncut coughing hop over to the, the bad bookers podcast for this week um yeah. And that'll be us for this week, I reckon. Uh, so from myself, Mr. Budget Pearl Chap, from Mr. Matt Quine, say bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. Where he? Where Yeah. Um, <laughs> it will be a tatty bye and good night for this week. Right, bit. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, Matt slightly too early then but it's all right i'm not a i'm not a lady you don't have to apologize <laughs> <And> I- <laughs>